Welcome to the 100 Club. I'm Tom, joined by Rich, and we are just days away for the draft for the 2022 edition of the 100. The re registered players list is out, and we're going to have a bit of a mock draft to see who we think each team will pick. And we are back. It's been a little while uh, since we've uh, put a video up, but Rich, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Tom. You know the cricket season has arrived in England when it's snowing outside, <laughs> as it was here yesterday. I know. Even here up in Scotland, we had about a week of continuous sunshine, which is pretty much a world record, I think. Uh, and then the snow. So, yeah, we're, we're not immune, but there is cricket on its way. Uh, and there's plenty on as well. Clearly, uh, we're enjoying the Women's World Cup at the moment. The IPL is doing well. Go those Gujarati Titans, eh? Indeed, yeah. Yeah, it's been a good start to the IPL, but we're going to look forward to the 100 coming up in August and particularly the draft, which takes place on Monday. We are. Um, but clearly some huge news in the world of cricket precedes all of this and indeed has affected the draft, which is the really uh, shocking and sad news about uh, the death of Shane Warne. And I know uh, we both felt that particularly, didn't we? I mean, it's been a shock to anybody who, who follows cricket Um of our sort of vintage you could say you know we grew up watching watching Shane Warne I mean, we have nightmares still about the, the times he ripped through the England batting lineup but also you know, just loved him as a as a cricketer on the field but also as a personality off the field as well and you know, he, was, he was part of the 100 in the first year you know coaching the spirits and uh we were looking forward to having him back this year so yeah it came as a huge shock uh I think to to anybody who who counts cricket as an important part of their life yeah, uh, it's no exaggeration to say he's genuinely one of the reasons why I love cricket. And I'm, 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 I'll miss him, you know, as straight as that. But he has had an effect on the 100, uh, positive effect through his presence last year, but also an effect on this year's tournament by changing how the draft will work. And they were going to draft on the 30th of March, uh, quite rightly. They delayed that um, to allow for uh, the state funeral for Shane on the 30th of March. So the draft has been delayed to the 4th of April, but it's slightly odd in that it's going to be conducted behind closed doors and they'll announce the results on the 5th of April. What do you make of that decision, Rich? I think the ECB have missed a trick there, really. I think one of the selling points of franchise tournaments is the draft. Uh, you look at other sports, you know, the NFL draft is one of the major events on the sporting calendar in the US. And you know, you know, just a few weeks ago, we had the IPL mega auction, which was you know fantastic viewing. Uh, as, as a fan. Um, so I, I think they they missed it a bit there. It, it was a good opportunity to sort of get the draft on the screen, get people yeah. thinking about the tournament again during the off season. Um, and I don't think it will have nearly sort of the media impact uh, by announcing it the day after. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we need several days for the 100 draft, like those <laughs> the, the examples you mentioned. But uh, yeah, I think maybe a trick missed. The, the announcements will come on the 5th of April. Um, and that will also include the, the women's signings updated as well. Clearly, the draft itself is mainly for the men's game, so we'll be focusing on that today. Um, I think they might reflect, though, a bit of nervousness on their part. And there's an interesting thing here, because a lot of players have registered, 285 overseas players, some great talent, 250 domestic players have registered as well. But we still don't really have a great picture of the overseas uh, tournaments and matches that are going to be taking place during the 100s period. That's the 3rd of August through to the 3rd of September. Do you think that's going to have a massive effect on how these teams draft? Yeah, I think it will. I think teams are going to have a, a close eye on uh, whether it's the start of the tournament towards the end of the tournament. 
you know, a lot of people in in cricket are well connected, so I'm sure that uh, you know team GMs are talking to, you know, talking to the PCB, talking to the West Indies Cricket Board. I mean, we can see at the minute that Australia are playing Pakistan in that one day series, but it's a depleted Australian side because you know yeah. half that the Australian squad are, are in the IPL. I mean, it, at the moment, it is the IPL is is the only tournament that can really sort of supersede international cricket. Uh, I guess the question for the cricketing world is, you know, what happens with these sort of the, the next tier of, of international franchise tournaments like the 100, like the Big Bash, you know, to what extent are players going to prioritise playing these tournaments over, over international cricket? And uh, I guess we're going to find out a lot about that on Tuesday. Uh, we will. There's some interesting comments from Mike Newell, who's the general manager for the Trenton Rockets, who making essentially that point. Um, but with a couple of additional factors, I think, that are, are important here. Firstly, the teams might look to pick someone who may be less available this year if they're confident that they'll want to retain them for 2023 tournament. Uh, we saw 10 retentions are allowed this year. Uh, made a lot of sense. And we saw someone like Rashid Khan for the Trent Rockets, who was, I think, essentially retained on that basis this year. We don't think they'll have great availability in this tournament, but, you know, a player for their future as much as anything. And also, um, you, you know, the, the World Cup Super Series that now plays a huge part in this international fixture and the, and the constant drumbeat of that is going to have an effect here. And we know that the Caribbean Premier League starts the 30th of August, also slightly overlapping the 100. So we are going to see some interesting choices. The output, I think, and as Mike Newell, the uh, GM, says, you know, we could so well see English domestic players uh, being picked higher than you might otherwise expect, especially given some of the huge names who have indeed registered. Um, the, the agents are suggesting some of them have registered just in case the in international matches don't occur and that they could be picked up as replacement players, late availability, etc. Does that make sense to you? It does. And don't forget that uh, different to last year, there will be an extra overseas slot in the squad. So 100, 100 squads consist of 16 players. In the first edition, it was three overseas players, of which all three could be in the playing 11. It will be four overseas players in this edition. Still only three can play at any one time. But my understanding is that fourth overseas player can be drafted in June. So maybe the clubs can keep their powder dry, see how the international calendar shakes out, and then sort of go, go and pick up another one of these players in, in June. So, yeah, likely to be a domestic focus this time around. We'll see. We'll see. Now, clearly, we'll get into some of the names that are out there. And whilst you just... Uh... Start sharpening your pencil and uh, writing some names into your mock draft here, Rich. I'll also just mention that the um, the other one last factor I've, I think we should mention is which of these international teams are going to have best availability this year. The program's still to be set. But if I was a betting man, I think I would say Pakistan uh, players are going to have decent availability this year. They've got a series with Sri Lanka possibly just at the very beginning and the Asia Cup just at the very end. You've got Australia, who you've mentioned, um, who might miss a little bit for Zimbabwe, but I think that'll be pretty flexible for the star players. Um, and maybe then, you know, some of the uh, players from maybe some of the associate nations as well. Harder hit, I think, might be the West Indies, New Zealand more than last year, who have a series over in the West Indies. Uh, South Africa, who are over in this area for the Test Series, and Ireland, T20 Internationals. Um, and and perhaps, uh, you know, that's how I'd see that breakdown. But we'll see. Okay, enough of that, Rich. Are you ready? Let's do a yes. mock. Let's, Let's do a do mock. <laughs> okay. So we're not going to go the whole way through all 100-odd picks that are going to be made on the 4th of August. Uh, sorry, 4th of uh, April. What I want to do is... let's. Let's just go through the first round, and that's 11 picks because eight of the teams have their, a first round pick, and then three of the teams have also retained 
a second space at the 125k bracket okay so it's done on reverse order of performance last year so london spirit on the clock rich who do you think they want so london spirit last year obviously bottom of the pile and the thing that really hurt them was their middle order batting uh, the opening pair of inglis and rossington weren't too bad uh, overall the bowling attack uh, wasn't awful and they retained sort of the, the main part of that in terms of blake color and brad wheel uh, Mason Crane and obviously Glenn Maxwell's gonna who who didn't play in the first edition but has been retained in the 100k category is obviously going to help out with some some defense and off spin. So I think they've got to prioritize the batting. Um, I think they have a sort of a strong Australian connection, uh, obviously through through the late Shane Warne, but you know Trevor Bayliss is coming in to to replace him at least as interim coach. And I think they're going to go with an Australian. I think they're going to go for the player of the tournament at the T20 World Cup, uh, Mitch Marsh. Interesting. Okay, I didn't think you were going to go that way. Um, Trevor Bayliss is clearly coming into into co coach this year. We know. Um, do you think that's a, a Trevor Bayliss kind of guy? Is that where you are there? I think so. I think he can slot in sort of that three or four position. You know, power hitter, so doesn't necessarily need the power play. You know, guy can clear the ropes. Also, can you know contribute useful useful medium pace as well. Um, I think just sort of yeah, an all round. Uh, very useful addition and i can see him uh fitting the fitting the bill at the spirit i like i like the logic i'm not a million miles off but i was i, I was, was going to suggest the, the perhaps the biggest name in the uh, in the draft going number one overall which would be david warner uh could you see that as a possibility as well yeah potentially um obviously as a big name uh the issue there would be the southern brave would have and we'll talk about them in a minute they have the right to match so yeah. if a player has previously been with a team and gets picked up by another team at the same price line, the other team can come in and pick them up. Okay. Well, um, let's not let's not ruin your uh, your options yeah, later. My my I'll main my main rationale there is I think that uh, Josh Inglis is available again yeah. at a much lower price, and if I was a spirit, I would probably look to pick up uh, Inglis, who could come in. I think he's uh, declared at the six. Is it the sixty or is it even the fifth? Yeah. He's lower than that, so you've he's got lower, some he, interesting options. He's at the, he's yeah. at the forty thousand. He's reserve yeah. price, so potentially you could you could have English and Rossington opening the batting again, who were reasonably successful successful last year uh, at a, at a fraction of the price. Interesting. There's some really interesting names a bit lower down this bracket. Maybe we'll get into them, but you know, even someone out there down at the fifty line, if you want an opening Australian, what about Josh Felipe at yeah. fifty thousand, or, or even Chris Lynn at forty as well? So yeah, yeah. definitely some bargains out there. Okay. Round one, pick two, the Welsh fire are on the block. And uh, since I'm wearing the hat, I might go first. Is that right? Yeah, go for it. And for me, um, the the Welsh fire had all sorts of problems last year. I, I, I think they might be confident of, again, having a, a strongish start with Johnny Burstow in the lineup. Um, I, I think they will certainly want to spend some effort on the bowling. Um, but for the value... And for what they want, and for the old Somerset link, which is one of their regional areas, I think I'm going to go with Baba Azam of Pakistan for the Welsh Fire. Any uh, any comeback on that one? I think it makes a lot of sense, as you said, with the Somerset connection. Uh, definitely one of the best short format you know, batters in the world. Any uh, format, I, Rich. Any any format, indeed, of course. Uh, brilliant 100 yesterday in the, yeah. in the ODI against Australia. I think having that link into Somerset also means that, you know, maybe, maybe he'll settle into the group a little bit quicker find it easier to to adjust uh so yeah it would make a lot of sense to me um one thing that 
you know very keen on as a you know a fan of the hundred is that you know it's supposed to bring in a more diverse crowd into it. It's supposed to reflect mm. you know the people that like cricket in the country and obviously Indian players aren't allowed in because of IPL rules in terms of being released. But if we can have more you know Pakistan Bangladeshi players in the tournament, yeah, you know, that really sort of uh, appeals to the South Asian fan base in the UK. And I think that could be a big part of it. And I think having a, a statement name like Baba Razam in the tournament would be would be fantastic. Love it. Okay, so we're in agreement, are we? Yeah. Can I throw out? I'll throw out a left field pick for you here, Tom. That I know okay, you enjoy. I'm not necessarily think it's a round one for the Welsh fire, but how about one Indu Hasaranga to come in and bolster oh, yes. the spin bowling and middle order hitting? Like it. Uh, we will probably <laughs> come back to him. Don't ruin my don't steal my <laughs> chips. <laughs> okay. Um, should we have a go to uh, pick three, which lies with the Manchester Originals? I'll, I'll let you have a think about this one. Um, they, again, haven't retained any overseas players. Do you think they're going overseas? Um, they have lost Joe Clark, who's about the most high-profile um, uh, sort of domestic player to, to move on from teams. Uh, I think they will go overseas on this one. Um, okay. I could see them bringing back a player that they had originally, uh, who missed out last year, but I think Nicholas Poran could potentially come in here. Okay. Uh, yeah. Upper upper order batter, wicket keeper. I could see uh obviously they liked him enough to bring him in the first time round. Wasn't available last year. I could see Poran coming back. Okay, interesting. That might be one of those cases where they're saying, look, maybe not so much in twenty two, but we'll look to twenty three for him, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Just on Joe Clark, I think that would surprise me if they pick him. I think that might well be the pick. Uh, Joe Clark is one of only four domestic players who've actually put themselves in a price bracket at all. Uh, the others being Adam Wheater. So Joe Clark at 60,000, so could go a bit later. Uh, Adam Wheater down at 50, Joe Denley at 40,000, Will Rhodes at 40. Everyone else is uh, unbracketed. So, you know, interesting there. But um, it wouldn't shock me if they went with Joe Clark with that pick for me. Um, yeah. Next up, Rich, Northern Superchargers. Um, they've retained a lot more players in the first three teams, and they only have one pick at the £125,000 bracket. Um, we, you know, we like the balance of this team, I think, when we talked about them on the retentions list. What, what do you think they might take for the star quality? I think they might go, I think they might go uh, Australian opener. But not David Warner. I think they might go Aaron Finch. Nice. I think he's made himself available for the draft. Uh, obviously, he's seventy-five thousand. Yep. Yeah, short format captain. But he's he's also he's played quite a few seasons at Yorkshire. So again, be familiar with the uh, with the group um, and could potentially you know, come in and captain the side. So I could see uh, Aaron Finch in that spot. What, do you, what about yourself? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think they're going to be. I think they might have a look at a spinner. Um, actually, and they worked well with their spin last year. Henningley, I think, does reward uh, to spin, and so I wonder whether someone like Sunil Nareen might be a good pick for them. Now, I think he was in the draft; he could be under a, uh, a right to retain uh, match, but he's in good form. If we're seeing him in the IPL at the minute. That might be a decent option, I think, for the Superchargers. Do you, do you disbelieve my option there? No, makes 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 sense. Let's see which way they go. Yeah, okay. Uh, next up, the fifth pick, you've got uh, the Oval Invincibles. Again, a lot of space down the bottom of their order, but not so much at the top. And no overseas players at all. Um, 
having said at the beginning, you know, all of these domestic players might get bumped up. Is 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 the Oval Invincibles model to use this on a, a domestic player here? Potentially, but I'm going to go overseas here, and I'm going to say why. I'm, uh, they, last year they had Tabarez Shamsi. Mm -hmm. They had Sun on Orion at various points. So the idea of having an overseas player who's a spinning all rounder obviously fits in with their strategy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Shaki Palhasan. You know, nice. star. I think he could slot in very well here. And he's made himself available at 100,000. So yeah. I think this could be a logical landing spot for him. Uh, what do you think? It makes a lot of sense. I don't think I'm tracking any Bangladeshi matches during this period. So availability good uh, could be good. Less the Asia Cup right at the very end. Uh, I love I love what he can do with the ball. I think he's a, a, a fantastic talent. So, yeah, I, I, that would make a lot of sense to me. Um, for me, I wonder whether I wonder whether they might have a look at someone like Adam Zampa at the top. Now, again, we might come to him in a minute with the Birmingham Phoenix. He might tell me, uh, you know, I'm stealing your sandwiches there. But Adam Zampa, I think that might be a, an alternative way of looking at the same problem. How about that one? Yeah, makes sense. Okay, okay. Trent Rockets are up next, Rich. Um, again, well, we've heard the GM, right? So. He, do, do you think he's good to his word? What do you think he's going to do? I think they'll try and get Joe Clark. Um, yeah. He's obviously didn't, didn't want to play for Manchester again or saw himself worth a bit more. Uh, he's a knots player. There's obviously, out of all the kind of 100 franchises, the Trent Rockets are sort of the most similar to their county. You know, they share the ground. You know, there's a strong knots uh, uh, kind of footprint there. Uh, and there's been a lot of rumours that the Trent Rockets are after Joe Clark. Question is whether they think they can get in at one of those round three slots, or whether they'll go all in and try and get him in round one. But uh, I, th I think they will make a big push to get Joe Clark. I have to agree with you. I'm afraid. Um, having said that, I think Joe Clark might go to the Manchester Originals again. Um, I think, and, and there is the possibility the Manchester Originals do have um, another 125,000 pound slot, so they could again aim to match. But uh, I think all of the signs are that Trent Rockets are going to make a play for him. And, you know, let's see how that goes. I, I think he's the right player for their system as well. Um, next up, round pick, round one, pick seven, uh, the Birmingham Phoenix, who clearly, you know, had a great tournament last year. Um, they've, they've taken a, maybe a kind of a balanced approach with their retentions, you know, something at the top, something at the bottom. Um, do, are they going to go back to something that's worked last year here? I think that's the question. So have I have I nicked one of their options earlier? I think they're going to go and play the same style of cricket as they did yeah. last year. I think it's going to be aggressive, focus on boundary hitting, focus on power, uh, and then variety in the bowling lineup. Uh, obviously, uh, that, that's, that, that was served them so so well last year and i think they'll do something similar this time um i don't know whether it's going to be the round one draft pick but i could see a player like odian smith really appealing to them uh Ooh. obviously we spoke to uh we spoke to dan weston at the phoenix last year uh, you know draft guru he's done some work for you know punjab kings and obviously odian smith you know had that big impact in his debut in the ipl last week uh just looks like a you know the perfect kind of Birmingham Phoenix player in terms of you know can do a bit of everything but be an incredibly powerful hitter and uh whether that whether he goes sort of in round two or round one I'm not sure but uh I can see him going pretty early on to the Phoenix like it um 
I think I think I think they will go for a bowler here. I'll agree with you on that. Um, but I've got two other names in 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 mind. I think, and one could be Wanindo Hasaranga. That wouldn't shock me. But actually, I think this pick I'm going to go with someone like Harris Ralph, uh, the yeah. quick from Pakistan. That wouldn't surprise me here. Uh, awesome player. Um, 155 Ks per hour per hour for deliveries would would add a real weapon to that that lineup and make a pretty intimidating. What do you think of that one? Yeah, would make sense. Okay. I guess the question there is how much are they willing to rely on uh, Moeen and Liam Livingston to be a mm. spin attack? Do they think they can get 40 balls out of those two, or do they want to get, come in with another spinner? Obviously, they had Imran to here last year. Somebody like Shadab Khan is out there yeah. at the 75,000 pound range and could be a, could be of interest to them. Yeah, like it. Okay, uh, the last of the teams that we've seen so far, clearly the champions last year, the Southern Brave. Um, what do you think they're after? What have they not got in that uh, reten retained squad? Well, I think it's going to be uh, a kind of a lefty opener, isn't it? <laughs> they're going to look for up there. Uh, okay. Worked well for them last time round. Yeah. Uh, they had, well, they were originally supposed to have Warner, then it was Devon Conway. De Kock came in. Uh, Paul Sterling ended up playing in the final. So you know, whether they bring Paul Sterling back at a lower level, of course, being Irish counts as overseas and they go domestic for that, that first pick. Yeah. But uh, no, I could see this this being the, the David Warner landing spot. How about you? Uh, that makes sense. I, I I think they might go back to Quinter de Kock. Uh, I'm slightly surprised they didn't retain it. I think they might have a look at it again. Uh, he's in good form. Paul Sterling, I will go to a team. I've no doubt about it. But he's actually not set a reserve price on himself uh, this year. So uh, I don't think they'll use the 125000 on him. And we do, of course, have quite a few Ireland games during that period, it seems, as well. So, yeah, interesting. Um, I suppose it depends what, what's happening with de Kock in South Africa at that point, right? Because he's, he's, yeah. he's retired from the test side. I think he still plans to play white ball for South Africa. But it's... Uh... Again, challenging availability for the, for the South Africans this year. It's 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 a that's that's the question, and they'll have been talking to the agent. I think um, I I think they'll be tempted. Let's put it that way. It wouldn't surprise me, but um, we'll see how that goes. So, can you remember who we've picked so far, or who you've picked so far? I think we went for uh, Mitch Marsh, Barbara Azam, you know, Joe Clark was in there, David Warner. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Well, we'll, Watch it back. Scroll back <laughs> if you can't remember. <laughs> but the more important point is don't pick the same players again because we've got three more picks in this first round at the £125,000 mark. And it loops back on itself now. So reverse order. But then the first five teams that would pick at this bracket actually haven't got a £125,000 uh, slot left. So the next one in back up the way, as it were, would then be the Manchester Originals. Um, so they've they've got a, another 125,000. Where are they going to splash that cash? I think they'll go bowler here, and I think they'll go for Jay Richardson. Okay. Uh, yeah, very good uh, white ball bowler. Australians should have good, good availability this year, so I think they'll, I think they'll go Richardson. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like that. I I wonder about Daniel Sams. Whether he might be an option. Uh, tremendous again breaking through a bit in the IPL at the moment uh, I think that might be again a player who would provide several years of option as well if they if they were to bring him up there like that one left yeah. armor cool makes sense um back again to the Welsh fire 
with all those big holes at the top. Um, are you going to make me do this one again, are you? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Ha! So I think this one will have to be uh, a bowler, I think, if they've gone with Baba at the top. Um, there's a little bit of me, though, that wants... And you've mentioned Hasaranga here. That's a possibility. I get it. I think they might have a look at Kais Ahmed, but probably down the bracket again. He, they had him last year. Uh, I wonder whether they'll have another play for Kyron Pollard. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think that makes sense. So that brings us on to the spirit, because I was just yeah. about to say the same thing. There's two huge names that we've, yeah. we've left out there. We haven't talked about Kieran Pollard. We haven't talked about Andrew Russell. Yeah. Uh, if they were available for the entire tournament, I think we'd be talking about them in like the first three or four picks. The fact is that they are likely only available for a you know, relatively small window. Yeah. Depending on how the strategy plays out, you might think, you know what, I'm happy enough with the other 15 I have, and I'm going to bring in like an ace, ace, uh, ace up my sleeve uh, when I can. So maybe if Pollard goes to the fire, then that second pick goes to Andrew Russell here. Yeah, and I wonder whether that's not the better pick out of the two, to be brutally honest. But I just wonder whether Karen Pollard has a little bit more flexibility to maybe not play in the uh, the West Indies games than maybe Dre Russell at the moment. Yeah. I don't know. To see how it was, and it clearly was on the Welsh Fire squad originally. So uh, there's there's some interaction, some link there. Okay, Thanks. happy with your selection to that point. Any other players out there who you think will go, but uh, that somewhere down the list who are worth a mention? Um, I'd like to see that. Uh, I'd like to think that Case Ahmed turns up somewhere again. I mean, I was surprised he wasn't retained by the Welsh Fire. Yeah, uh, I thought he had a pretty effective tournament last year. Uh, so. Uh, so I'll, I'll see where he ends up. Um, and other than that, I think there's uh, you know, a few of the associate players. Uh, Sandeep Lamachain was originally drafted by the Oval Invincibles, couldn't get a visa in time. Um, I would like to see, see you know, a few players from the associates in, and, and Lamachain, I think, is certainly one that would, would be interesting. I could see yeah. him going back to the Oval again in one of those lower spots. Yeah, love him. I wonder if he's put himself he's put himself up at the 60K bracket. I wonder if that's slightly rich for, you know, where he might end up, don't know. It depends what the, uh, the the availability like. As they sometimes say at the NFL, which the best ability is availability. Indeed. And one yeah. last one from me before you sort of yeah. throw in is, uh, again, challenged by West Indian availability, but he might not be in the side at that point, but that's uh, Dominic Drake's, the, mm. the young all-rounder, yeah. who was uh, yeah. you know, so destructive in the CPL. I could see him sort of uh, being sort of a, the, the next generation of, of West Indian all-rounder. Too excited. Yeah, so. love it. But he might say, "Well, hey, got the CPL coming up. That's my focus." I feel heroic last time. And a couple more I might mention out there. Tim Seifert has put himself down as an unbracketed player, which I think you know he's again in good form. Uh, and David Visa as well down there uh, on the unregistered side. So I'd be surprised to see he not him not getting picked up uh, somewhere. And why not finish with my perennial favourite topic of Tom Banton? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no reserve price, uh, not in great form, but he will surely find a home and I'd like it to be with the Welsh Fire. Please, Tom, get on with it. Um, <laughs> okay, so just to refresh you, that uh, process will all take place behind closed doors on Monday the 4th of April, uh, just after this weekend, and be announced on the 5th of April. And we're going to be here, right, Rich, just to have a, a little look at what the uh, the draft throws up, right? Yeah, we may or may not have a special guest for that, so stay tuned. 
Well, at some point. Hey. <laughs> Depends if you sort it out. But okay, Rich, that's been a real uh, a real pleasure to chat through. And I, I genuinely, I think the, the registered players list has got me really excited for the tournament. Uh, I hope you are too. Very much so. Cool. Catch you next time on The 100 Club. Bye.